Support for 100 Watts and a Wire is brought to you by 100wattsandawire.com. To subscribe to the show, simply click the RSS feed found under each episode. While you're there, apply for your free 100 Watts ID and learn how you can help make 100 Watts and a Wire listener-supported. Click the Donate page and pick the option that works best for you. That's 100wattsandawire.com. And... Happy New Year from iCom. Start the new year out with a bang with one of iCom's new available products. Communications have never been so fun. Visit iComAmerica.com. And PowerFilm Solar. PowerFilm manufactures durable, lightweight, rollable, and foldable solar panels that will take your ham radio setup to the next level, making it more portable than ever before. Visit PowerFilmSolar.com for more information. And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Oh, the sound of geese. Can you hear those? I hit record just a, a moment after they flew over here. A little different presentation for you today the weather has broken here I'm not saying it's time to put seeds in the ground or even getting that tiller working it's just way too early for that sort of thing but we're out of the teens and out of the 20s and the temperatures have gone up to oh we're probably in the 40s at the moment and I figure you know what I'm doing is taking a walk taking a hike There's still Christmas lights on the house and things like that because it was so cold that it just made sense to leave it be. But I think this is the weekend, friends. If you've got Christmas lights still up on that tree or or that house, it's time to go. It's time to go. Certainly the weather is not going to play a part in the decision-making, so that's going to happen today. Right now, I am... um, I'm recording this underneath the antenna garden. I uh, I do not have an antenna farm, nor do I think I really want an antenna farm. I mean, they are spectacular and impressive, and I respect anybody who has the means, the land, and the funds to to kind of do that. But uh, maybe means and funds are the same thing. But the space and the time. Man, it's it's, but it is beautiful. I get it, and I'm not much of a climber as I as I stand here with you. Um, I'm looking at my hex beam that needs a little work. I have a dream scenario about this antenna, and I'd like to get it higher. I'm not saying a 50 foot tower is what I'd want to do, but I would like to get it up from about 30 feet to 40, 45, 50, okay, a 50-foot tower may be what I want, but again, I'm not a climber. And to make that happen, I'd need to do some significant clearing and I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen, but in the short term, I need to get myself a buddy over here and get this thing down to service it a little bit. Maybe it'll wait till spring, but I've had a couple, we had a couple of strong windstorms 
and, and you know about the extreme temperatures and the winds have broken free a couple of the support lines that go across the top portions of the hex beam there's two of them down and I don't like it I think it's jeopardizing the integrity of the structure itself and uh, this this here if it is it could possibly be three there's a there looks like another one that's loose yeah a beautiful antenna and it's really well made and the wind bearing nature of it it's not like it's an umbrella it just looks like an upside down umbrella but it is um it is in need of a little bit of love right now and uh, that's on my list there's some string that goes along a rope rather it goes along the top portions of a hex beam that kind of hold it up and give it that structure that shape and um, the wind has galloped mine and set a couple of them free and I don't like the way it looks there now but it's up about 30 foot on a galvanized steel pipe and a DX engineering tilt base that I can bring it down I don't have to climb and I remember putting it up there thinking oh my it's so high and now I look at it and go it's I could probably bring it down myself however it's about 35 pounds would be 32 when you factor in the uh, the rotor up at the top anyway I'm standing under it now it is such a beautiful antenna it's just gorgeous and I've had it up there probably a couple years now come spring and it's time she needs a, a little bit a little bit of work last couple of weeks I've been talking to you about mobile operations and the install is still going you're thinking to yourself see child what the hell what was taking you so long well oh here's one of these indigenous uh, what are they called hackberry these hackberry bushes they're all over they're prolific here where I live I don't know about where you live but when you cut them down and they end up dying you can hit your heel on them and move them out I trip over them more than anything so when I see them I try to get them out anyway what was I saying oh yes the mobile installation is coming along quite well and I know you're thinking man why would it take you three weeks well first of all I'm doing it by myself and hello Cardinal good morning hello I'm not a uh, St. Louis Cardinal baseball fan I'm from Baltimore, but the Cardinals are so beautiful. And even the female Cardinals, they've got this gray body and a red to it. Beautiful. That's how you tell them apart. The mobile insta installation has been on pause for over a year. I've had the antenna. And I just recently mustered up the courage to install the thing. You know, I had... Uh, Great hesitation because I did not want to drill holes. I'm just not qualified. I haven't done it before. I could drill a hole. But, you know, I was worried about weatherproofing and all this sort of thing. And it turns out that I didn't need to even drill a hole. I couldn't mount on the hood. I mean, on the roof. Because it's aluminum. So even one of those great big magnetic things from like MFJ and I'm sure other companies make them wouldn't stick up there not to mention the roof itself isn't flat you know they make them with too many tapers now I love my truck but these uh, tapers it's hard to mount an antenna on some of these modern cars you know and I ended up mounting mine on the hood and I used a diamond K 
mount, which I've grown to like an awful lot, but I had some issues with mine. And if you listen back to the last couple episodes, you'll see that I believe that uh, my inexperience along with a possible design issue uh, ended up snapping one of the cables uh, to the coax. I resoldered it and it gave me issues. And um, the issues were that I would drive and, pardon me if I sound out of breath, I'm just walking. Part of the issues were anytime I hit a bump or just move and the antenna would kind of move back and forth, there was a short. And I knew there was something wrong and that my soldering job wasn't bad. I just made that so short uh, itself and I think it just moved and shorted itself out. Uh, I must say that uh, I mentioned... I'm trying to record, Bird. Good grief. Okay, okay. It's your place. I get it. I get it. I'm just visiting. Just passing through. Chill out. What are you telling everybody for? Sorry. I spoke to the people at Diamond. The technician um, understood what happened. And instantly, they made it right. They sent it out to me. I think, you know, it's kind of these... We don't normally do this... But it sounds like, you know, what you what you said happened is, is true and, and we could see that happening to you. So here's another one. They sent it out to me. And I put it on. I was very careful with the assembly this time. Again, I think it was part me and it was part this sort of assembly. Something twisted and turned as I was trying to get to that, the, uh, I don't know, I'll just call it the hub of the mount. Because you've got to put this loading coil on for the Tar Heel antenna. And uh, you need to mount that. And so to do that, you need to take the mount apart somewhat. And I did. And I ended up snapping this wire. And uh, Diamond made it right. Uh, they're not a sponsor of the show, but they really did make it right. So uh, thank you to the Diamond Antenna Company. And if you're thinking of mounting, there's a lot of considerations there. Where to put it. Um, talk to the people who made your antenna. I talked to Tar Heel. I gave them my options. And they helped me. They thought this being on the hood was the best part of it. That perhaps I may get better results with it mounted on, say, a rear door. But the risk was that I would hit something. And it could be broadsided, swipe something, going through a drive through window, something like that. Uh, could, you know, could mess things up for me. And uh, they said the uh, gains would be marginal at best. So they liked where I had it, so I kept it there. And I went back and put the new mount on and uh, put the Tar Heel on. And I uh, had to run a little bit of cable again because uh, most of the K400s that I've seen, they came with a six-foot coax, a little cable too, by the way. And um, it wasn't long enough to get it where I wanted to go, so I needed to buy an extension for that, which is a thicker coax, almost like an RG8X. Uh, something like that size cable and this time they sent me a 13 and a half foot coax it made it all the way back to where I needed it to go one piece it was fine and uh, we're good and you're thinking man what's going on are you transmitting I'm now listening I listen a lot more than I transmit and uh, I'm gonna make a change in the tuner I had an uh, MFJ tuner and it was kind of it needed to be up with the radio uh, so I've opted to go with a turbo tuner 
This way I set it up one time, it may flake out on me at some point and I need to reset something or just turn the radio off and on. However, uh, the turbo tuner is going to uh, kind of stand alone. It can be back near the power supply and I don't need to push any buttons more than the tune button on the ICOM, uh, the radio itself. So it takes out a run. You know, I don't have to have more power coming up into the into the cab and, and that sort of thing. One thing I can tell you that I decided to do, and it's different than my first time putting this antenna system in, is that I first ran my power to the battery. Now, I could get some opposition to this um, because I think most people do this sort of setup and they run the power right to their vehicle battery. And I did to start with. And what I did, I made this change. And the change was um, I put in one of these bio-NO batteries inside the cab, back near the radio. It's clean. It's not going to spill any sort of acid, fall over. And um, I basically bypassed going through the engine and the firewall. And I know there's a bit of expense in this. this these batteries would last upwards of... 10 years and you really have to calculate your transmit time how much time you plan on transmitting and match that up to your power okay I would suggest depending now on your situation but a 20 amp hour battery for listening and the percentage of transmitting I would do could probably work just fine uh, it may work fine for you I just wanted to put the battery an auxiliary power or an alternative power source away from the engine in the hopes of cutting down some of that noise. Now, it still makes noise. I'm not going to lie. But uh, I just like it, and I'm trying it. It's the spirit of amateur radio, isn't it? I'm just going to try it. I have the battery. We'll see how it goes, and I'll monitor it and all that. Sure is a lovely day. It's overcast, and it rained a little bit this morning, but the temperatures are just like spring. We'll take a break. We'll come back and talk about some more stuff. Our friend Steve is here. He's going to give us a report on the new Facebook uh, thing that they're setting up there. Some people may or may not like it. It sounds like something you would like, but we have to pay attention to it as it relates to the 100 Watts in a Wire group. We'll have all that coming up next. You're listening to 100 Watts and a Wire. The SDR you have asked for is here. ICOM's new 7610 is a high-performance RMDR with the ability to pick out the faintest of signals, even in the presence of stronger adjacent signals. The new ICOM IC7610 is a direct sampling software-defined radio that will change the world's definition of an SDR transceiver. It has an RF direct sampling system, 110 dB RMDR, an independent dual receiver, and a dual digi-select. And the new D-Star communication device is here, easy to operate. The ID31A Plus is available in silver, red, or gold. It features worldwide digital communication. You can share pictures and text messages. It's IPX7 waterproof, compact, lightweight, and tough. Visit icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information on all ICOM radios. From the summit to the shack, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. 
Hi ho, hi ho. We're out walking around. I, I need to do some things here on the homestead uh, as well as checking out the antennas. The antennas look pretty good. I still need to make my way while I'm with you over to uh, where I have my 80 meters and my 160 meter wire. Uh, they're a little deeper into the cut here. We have to kind of walk around. You'll hear me shuffling some of the leaves here. We're out in the woods. I do business uh, with wire out here in the woods. We may see some deer run by. You won't. Definitely already hearing the birds They're kind of cutting across the uh, landscape here. But out here I have an 80 and a 160 and I just like to check the ends to make sure we're okay with the weather and the ice. Uh, having these long antenna wires, you know, you get snow and you get ice, it weighs them down. I use weights at the end of my lines and uh, it allows them to move up and down as they need to, um, you know, in a storm or a situation like that. But ultimately, I'll have to come back out here and I'll need to, to pull the lines down some. Uh, meaning need to move that weight back toward the ground some to get the lines elevated again. And everything, 160 looks good. 160 looks like it's uh, pretty good. I've got a couple seven pound weights on this end here because it's such a long wire. You can hear them here, listen. These are those antique uh, window sashes they used to put in windows back in the Victorian age and, and much later, you've seen them before. Window sash, now we'll walk down the other end take a look at this then. I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, people are asking me about the ARRL uh, and I've been a member since I was licensed in 2012. Uh, it seemed like the right thing to do. 80 meters is fine on this side, the south side. Let's go to the north. And um, you know, uh, Tom Gallagher is retiring after two years. Uh, we used to correspond more back before he actually took the position. I think he accepted the position, but once he had moved from, say, Florida or his place in New York, and I don't know him, really, uh, but he used to listen to the show on his way from Florida up to Connecticut. And now, uh, within the last week now, between shows, he's decided he was going to uh, move on and retire. And people are talking about, you know, this director thing and uh, a lot of talk about transparency among the, le the league and, you know, what's happening. And I got to tell you, you know, it's not a there. It's made of members, but it's not member driven. It's not member run. Members pay the money. They pay their dues that seem to go up each year. Looking up now at the 160 and to the north, kind of northeast and the 80 and everything looks fine out here. Put some weights on your end so they don't snap, friends. Uh, it was a mistake I made for probably the first year and a half on HF. I made these ends like guitar strings. And uh, yeah, they would snap on you. They snap all the time. Put a little weight on them, give them a chance to move and bend. That's the way. So with the league not being a member-driven or member-run organization, you can expect all this transparency. People are talking on different programs about, you know, is it right? Is it fair? Is it, you know, what is it? You know, they're running it like a corporation. Do you think your membership gives you a vote? 
then you need to say something about that. Um, do you believe the ARRL is the one lobbying for us? And, you know, if you do, then let them know. But you can't get confused by this organization being a member run organization. It's not a democracy in that way. They run themselves, they pick their directors, or they allow you to feel that you're voting, you get to vote for a director. I got to tell you, the people in the Midwest here, there were two guys running. I don't remember their calls out here in the woods, to be honest. I didn't know either one of them. One was an incumbent, he had been there, and another man running against him. I saw one piece of uh, material sort of introducing themselves uh, a paragraph long and I was expected to vote on the best candidate well how would I know I don't know so there's a lot of talk about the transparency this sort of um, gag order the league is put into place other people are getting upset about it putting it you know if you want to make noise then go make noise uh, if you want them to be run a different way if you want to vote for me uh I vote for it with my money. You know, I'm not encouraging you to stop becoming a member. But if you're so upset about it, other people think that uh, being a member gets you to the table, gets you your vote, gets you a say, gets you a, a, you know. I don't know, man. The league is not close to me. I'm not a league basher. I understand that they go to bat for us when... uh, it's time to deal with the FCC and that sort of thing, but for me to uh, for me to tell you to not be a member or to be a member, it's just not you know who knows. It's everybody's different. Everybody's got their own view of this. I'm not a news organization. I don't have the funds to go out there and chase down this story. And in the end, you got to ask yourself, who cares? Who cares really? I'm I'm often approached to tell a story. Uh, Part of my past life, recent past, has been to make documentaries. You know, people come up with the money and they want to pick a producer or they want to pick a director. And the first question I ask is, who cares? What's the hook of the story? Who are the people that need to care? Who are the people that need to hear this? You know, and the stories that are funded become the stories that are told. And that's not right all the time. You know, so I don't have the money to create a position within 100 Watts and a Wire to go and become an investigative reporter and to report on this. I don't have ins there, you know. They call. They don't even call. Well, they don't write. I don't hear any, from anybody. Uh, the whole Puerto Rico situation was, hey, you're, you're invited. The door's open. You want to come talk about it? Nobody. Crickets. Even people who have been on the show before, they don't want to talk. I don't want to talk about this Puerto Rico, the response, because there was some backlash about it. They got a little kickback. They put out a a narrative, and they stuck to it, and that was that. And the news that they report is going to clearly be slanted as if you were listening to MSNBC or to Fox or reading you know, a certain paper in a certain town. It's slanted toward the politics of that the belief system. So in the end, the league does what it wants to do, and you can choose to be a member and pay your money each year. You could be a life member if you like. If you feel there's deep value there, do it. 
100 Watts and a Wire has never been a show that would tell you what to do. I'm certainly not going to tell you how to vote. If you get a vote, do what's best for you. That's one of the things I think it makes us work is that we don't get caught up in the um, the politics of things. And the ARRL is a, a political... Would you hear that snap? Wasn't my ankle or my hip, thank goodness. The league's a political thing. They run it like a corporation. And does your vote matter? Let them tell you. Let them answer that. It's not my job to answer for them or to attack them or to question them. You know, I pay my money. I'm a member. It would be nice to have a voice, not asked to come and give it. You know? And that's where it is. And if I decide that I don't need the league, then I won't be a member next year. I hear from them each October. Hey. Hey, friend. But it's not like they're calling me and saying, hey, man, what do you think about this or that? So that's my impression of the league. They're run like a corporation. Um, and it's not a member-directed league doesn't make it wrong or right to me um i kind of have my expectations in check by what they want from me they want me to give them money every year and when it comes time to represent amateur radio i expect that my little bit of money each year will get them moving on the things that they need to talk about whether it's the fcc or whatever so that's my take on that okay as we walk up the hill You've been very patient with my breathing. Thank you for that. I want to take a break here. We'll come back and we'll uh, we'll hear from Steve. Steve is a Texas Broadcasting Hall of Famer who was retired and doing regular pieces for 100 Watts and a Wire uh, before some smart person decided, Hey, Steve, would you like to come and do morning radio and terrestrial radio again? Huh? Please. I can imagine this was the comment. Please. We really need a, a broadcasting Hall of Famer, Kenya, and uh, being a broadcaster for so long, it's in the blood. So the deal was right for him, and, and he gets up early in the morning, and that's what he's doing right now. But uh, this past week, I saw an interesting story, and for me, he has always been the voice of the kind of news, you know, for 100 watts in a wire. And I asked him, hey, what do you think? And he was like, yeah, I think I can. And I'm like, hey, and keep coming back. So we'll get to his story right on the other side. Whether you say 7.3 or 73, even 73s, we're still 100 watts and a wire. Ever wish you could take your setup anywhere and not have to worry about power? Power Film can help. Specializing in lightweight, easy-to-deploy solar panels, you'll be transmitting from almost anywhere in minutes. Offering foldable panels from 5 to 220 watts, PowerFilm is sure to have an ideal solution for you. You don't have to lug around that heavy and awkward crystalline panel again. Lighten your load and make remote setups easier. You worry about making contacts, leave the portable power to PowerFilm. To learn more, visit PowerFilmSolar.com or reach out on Facebook or Twitter. This is 100 Watts and a Wire. When many of us started the ham radio hobby, you had a transmitter, receiver, antenna switch, antenna, and a paper logbook. 
Well, today your station can consist of a transceiver, antenna, and a computer for logging, spotting, uh, other tasks, finding fellow hams on Facebook, and checking the 100 watts and a wire page on Facebook to see who's on the air where, check for a gathering of the willing, or catch up on the news of our hobby. Well, big changes are coming to Facebook, and those changes could affect how often you see posts from 100 watts and a wire. Facebook calls their new effort Friends and Family First, and they say it's a way for you to connect more with the people that are important to you. Well, we've all had this experience. You look online for a new piece of gear that you're considering, let's say an antenna tuner, and you do a little online shopping and return to Facebook, and it seems like you're suddenly surrounded by ads for antenna tuners. Facebook is paying very close attention to what you are doing online. Facebook users have noticed and let the social platform know. And then there is also the sticky situation of charges that Facebook allowed some nefarious content sneak through during the 2016 election. So how does Facebook control what you see in your news feed? Well, the short answer is math. Math that is much harder than the math on the extra class license exam. The complicated Facebook algorithms make a ranking system possible. For instance, a like, comment, or share will get you a point and the points add up. Facebook says person-to-person interactions will be more valuable than interactions with a page such as 100 watts and a wire. This could mean that you'll start seeing less content from publishers and more from people that you interact with, and it's not clear whether you'll see fewer ads based on your search history. The Friends and Family First project is something Facebook will be working on and tweaking all year, so the changes to your news feed might seem slight at first. One change might be that you might have to make a little more of an effort to check the 100 watts in a wire page daily. It might not just pop up in your news feed because you liked the page a year ago. Be sure to comment on the page and upload a pic of your latest 100 watts in a wire adventure. And hopefully, Facebook will get the message that you want to see that content. And finally, you can click on the Help tab on your Facebook page and get some pretty good information. Here is a direct quote from that page. Keep in mind that if you feel you're missing posts you'd like to see or seeing posts in your news feed that you don't want to see, you can adjust your settings. And then you can go from there. All in all, our hobby is on the air. And that's where we hope to meet you. For 100 Watts and a Wire, I'm Steve, WA5SAT. Well, thanks so much, Steve. It's uh, great to hear his voice here. Uh, Texas Broadcasting Hall of Famer. I mean, it's wonderful. How good for us. Somebody would take the time to provide such a great report. So you know what you need to do now as things change with Facebook and this is a thing, man. I, I hate being so tied down to Facebook. Uh, it is a wonderful outlet. I mean, over 9,000 people have joined us there. Um, if they change the rules, they could change. If uh, Facebook were to say, we're leaving, like remember MySpace? Now, quite a different scenario, and a lot more users are on Facebook. But think about it. If they decided they were going to you know, pack it in one day, then what? We need to use our collective big brains to figure out a new situation. It could happen down the line.
people get interested in other things and sell it off and things would change absolutely completely I ain't mad at you Zucky I ain't mad at you do what you gotta do and that's kind of the, the nature of this thing isn't it he's made a ton of money if he wants to change it it's his thing man we're all just uh, going along with the free service that we're getting but we have to pay attention now to Facebook and uh, make sure you stop in and visit because you may not see the post okay that's what Steve taught us in that last piece so what I know is that uh, this week, I know the weather was pretty rough down in Georgia. I, I ordered a uh, the turbo tuner through Gigaparts, and boy, it's taken a while. I know it's partially because of the weather, and you know, I, I think you get spoiled with a company like DX Engineering or maybe even HRO, who I've used a couple times in the past. It's turned out to be a nice hike for me. I appreciate it. Well, we're used to getting things so quickly, and I think that makes a big difference. Um, but uh, we're just spoiled. Uh, Gigaparts is a, is a fine place, and sometimes I, I get things there. I've, I've, I've certainly used them in the past. Uh, and I'm waiting on the turbo tuner. Once that gets in, I'll install that in the mobile, and uh, we'll start making some contacts. I know there's a way to, to tune it. Essentially, you're going to listen for the... Yeah, you know, put yourself on a frequency and you can move the screwdriver antenna up or down and when it's the loudest point, when you hear the loudest noise or whatever, kind of drop it in ready. This is how it works sometimes out in the field too with these magnetic loops. You just take it and drop it into ready and fine-tune the SWR. You can do that, but um, respectful to that, um, I don't want to be doing that now as a new mobile Operator, uh, I don't want to play with buttons and, and, and be looking at other screens while I'm driving. So, we're going to uh, employ the turbo tuner to do that for us. And that should be coming any day. I actually checked it this morning, and it's uh, it's not too far from here. It's actually in Missouri, so there's another old big old log. Kick him over. While I'm out here, I'm looking for uh, antler sheds. The deer drop their antlers around this time. Uh, through the winter and I'm looking for my love deer antlers and when you find them it's like you know it's like a trophy or something it's, it's cool and if they sit there too long the animals end up coming along and, and eating them because they have a lot of calcium or something in the in there anyway friends uh, that's it that's where we are on the mobile that's where we are with the ARRL and uh, everything else we've been talking about I hope the weather breaks where you are because you know it's cold. It's been the coldest. Yeah, it's been the coldest uh, here. The longest freeze in over 30 years. And I'm near St. Louis. Listen for us on the net on Thursday. And um, a lot of check-ins uh, are coming along. We're having a lot of fun with that. And eventually, Essentially, if you have not heard this, the way it works is that, you know, you know that I had to cut the... The first time around for the net because I couldn't be there all the time. It was just getting to the point where it was really inconsistent. There'd be nets one week, not a net this week. No relays this week, relays the next week. A couple nets a month. I just thought, eh, you know, that kind of sucks. I wanted some consistency and now we've got a, a scenario where there's a handful of relay stations on the East Coast. Me out here in the Midwest and... Uh, 
Well, there we go. We can uh, bring that line up. I'm out here to the uh, 80 meter at the north. That needed to be pulled up tighter a little bit. We've got relays across the country. And what we do is we call and look for four or five stations and pass it this way. You know, within four or five contacts, you're going to hear one of our stations. And we'll move it around. Uh, this past week, we went to start on 40. And uh, it was just so bad that Todd N4 USS, uh, who is the net control, net manager, uh, best for him to do it. He's got that experience. He did a lot of uh, gathering of the willings, too. And when I can't get in the chair, uh, I trust that he'll make the best decision in terms of uh, how we're going to run and where we're going to run. Uh, he decided to go on 75-meter phone. And uh, we worked on 75 meters the net the whole time and it's kind of casual too that's one other thing i like about it that it's um it's laid back it, it's not such a formal net we have a way that we're sort of getting into we're starting to do a way a system um, but it is kind of casual we move it around coast to coast trying to catch as many as we can and 75 meter phone has been uh, kinder to us than 40 has been this time of year in the evening Respectfully, I, I love you 40 meters. All right, well, you can tell I've had some cabin fever and I needed to get out and walk. I was raised in the city, but now live out in the country. And uh, I start thinking about uh, splitting more wood because I know we're going to have another big wave of cold come through. I mean, it's still January, of course, but what a break in the weather. And I just needed to get out. So I decided, hey, why sit in that studio anymore? Get out there talk to the people hopefully uh, my heavy breathing turned on some of the uh, YLs guys too I guess I don't know if that's doesn't matter everybody's welcome here but uh, anyhow maybe I should talk about my wife for a few minutes just kidding all right friends I know it's still cold winter time is here oh man winter field day is coming winter field day is coming up at the end of the uh Goodness, is it next weekend? I don't know. If it's like this, holy cow. It wouldn't feel like winter at all right now if it's going to be like this next week. Holy moly. I think it's the 20, uh, 27th, 28th. Uh, and it is a program that I am really interested in. I actually really, really uh, love Winterfield Day. Um, and there's a ham fest next weekend, next Saturday in Illinois, Winterfest. One of the uh, local... I think it's St. Louis Suburban, St. Louis City and Suburban Radio Club is putting on the Winterfest. I don't think I'll be able to make that. My daughter's got a STEM program. It's kind of right in the middle of the morning, so I'll be there for that. But uh, I'll be waving a hand at you because you're all close by. All right, friends. Take care of yourselves and take care of your families. Hope to catch you on the net. And uh, get outside for a little bit. If the weather breaks, get on outside. Maybe operate portable. It's the only thing I didn't do here, right? Uh, other things to do. All right, we'll catch you again next week, or we'll hear you on the net. If you can, by all means, please try and stay above the noise. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.